0: I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. and bake animal of the week is the pigeon. <laughs> City pigeons, street pigeons, are abundant in towns and cities across the world. They're the descendants of wild rock doves. People have kept pigeons for the past 5,000 years. Some of them escaped. Now city pigeons. Yeah. Just enough, just enough for the city. They naturally inhabit sea cliffs and mountains, but because we displaced them, they've substituted the ledges of buildings for sea cliffs. Evidence suggests they mate for life. Aww. Though that's not written in stone, males will sometimes wander. Pigeons produce disgusting crop milk and can breed any time. They lay eggs six times a year. Have you seen their little courtship ritual? The male puffs up his neck to look bigger and impresses the female he approaches quickly cooing softly bowing and turning bowing and turning as he draws nearer she flies short distances away but now he pirouettes and she weakens oh the pirouette finally they join cloaca Pigeons eat grass seed, berries, discarded fast food, bugs, and spiders. Look how skillfully they fly around trees, wires, sometimes through traffic, to get to that food they need. Peregrine falcons in cities eat pigeons, and now the red-tailed hawks are coming back. Pigeons are considered a nuisance by most, an invasive species by the Department of Agriculture. They generate lots of excrement and carry diseases and damage properties. Many cities are trying to wipe them out. Now there's new pigeon contraceptives that are supposed to be environmentally benign, but you wonder. When you see a city pigeon, imagine where it was intended to be. On those rocky cliffs, while the sea roils and churns below. Or in the tall mountains, flying proud. We love pigeons at Wake and Bake. We hope you do too.
1: Thanks, Clay. I missed you and all your glisteners last week. Or maybe you missed me, since I was listening, but I was up in New England. We were at a quaint little bed and breakfast in Maine. It was lovely, although I've got to say, I don't do well with quaint. I prefer, you know, bustling, or thriving, or deteriorating. But we all need a break once in a while, so quaint it was, and quaint it is. Because that's our word of the week. Quaint. The sense in which we use the word now to mean simple, charming, old-fashioned is relatively recent, only dating back to the late 18th century. It seems that at that time it might have referred to the skillful crafts of an earlier time.
2: Ajavani. Uh, quaint.
1: Quaint. Quaint. The word was borrowed from a 14th-century British word, which meant elaborate and skillfully made. So the sense of being old only came as the word got old. That 14th century sense of quaint comes from an old French word, quente, or something like that, which referred more to the skillful maker of elaborate things, or more precisely, it meant knowledgeable or informed. We don't know this infinitely many twin primes, we don't know this infinitely many cousin primes, and we don't know this infinitely many sexy primes. They got it from the Latin word cognitas. Which meant known or approved of, and is the same word that gives us cognition and recognition.
3: Three, two,
1: one. Ignition. So maybe I should give those old fellows building houses in Maine more credit. Yeah. They might have been quaint, but they sure knew how to cognate. That's it for this week. Back to you, Clay.
0: These are four unusual and unique places to visit in New Jersey. In the bowels of a former zinc mine in Ogdensburg, unremarkable rocks and minerals turn an electric orange, green, and pink when the lights go out and the black lights go on. These are the fluorescent rocks of the Sterling Hill Mining Museum and there are hundreds of them. It's the largest public display of fluorescent rocks in the world. And it's waiting for you in Ogdensburg. Have you visited the site of the Hindenburg disaster in Lakehurst, New Jersey? May 6, 1937, the Hindenburg airship disaster took the lives of 35 people and left behind that awful disaster footage imprinted in our memories.
2: It's a terrific crash, ladies and gentlemen. It's smoking it's flames now. All the humanity and all the... I, I can't talk, ladies and gentlemen.
0: A simple memorial marks the site of the crash, a cement outline shaped like the Hindenburg on the airfield where the craft went down. You could visit the deserted village of Feltville in Berkeley Heights, New Jersey. David Felt bought the land back in the mid-1800s and named it after himself, Feltville. You're going to hell, and when you die, it's too late. He was extremely religious and pressured the townspeople to attend church. This place of torment! People called him King David. When he pulled up stakes, they tried to make a mountain resort out of it, but they couldn't compete with the Jersey Shore. Bell a ghost town now, but many of its original buildings still stand. Are you ready for the Gates of Hell? in Clifton, New Jersey. What locals call the Gates of Hell are found out back at the old Black Prince Distillery in Clifton, New Jersey. They look like regular drains at first glance. But climb down the ladder inside and you'll see that these drains, which some claim are home to the devil, are covered with satanic murals and graffiti drawn by Bold visitors over the years who dared to enter. You're going to hell. The drains go on for hundreds of feet underground, layered seven times, just like the circles of hell.
2: Good morning, radio listeners. This is your favorite cheesemonger, Wendy Del Formaggio, with your weekly cheese report. Let's talk about knives. You've probably seen sets of fancy cheese knives in expensive stores, and maybe you've told yourself that without them, you'd be lost in a sea of uncut cheese. (laughs) Wrong! Unless you're opening a cheese shop, the only knives you need are ones you probably already have. For very soft cheeses, use a butter or table knife. Sometimes even a spoon will work for serving. If you have a boning knife, which has a very thin blade, usually about six inches long, (laughs) it will help you cut blues and semi-soft cheeses. If you don't have one, the cheese will stick to thicker blades, so you may want to invest in a boning knife. If you're a meat eater, you can also use it to fillet fish. Give me back that fillet fish! Give me that fish! Otherwise, a paring knife will do. Okay. Paring knives also help chip away chunks of harder cheeses. To cut semi-firm or firm varieties, you can also use your butcher knife. Instead of wasting money on useless gadgets, spend your hard earned cash on more cheese. Back to you, Clay.
0: Fellas, if you could just spin it, spin that spotlight around. There you go. Now shine it brightly on one very special town in our listening area. Our Civic Showcase Spotlight Community of the Week is Clifton, New Jersey. (laughs) Clifton is in Passaic County. It's about 18 miles north-northwest of Jersey City. Clifton's population, 84,136, and still growing. It's the state's 11th largest municipality. Clifton is called the city that cares. The area that is now Clifton was originally occupied by... Lenape Native Americans who fished the Passaic River and traded furs with Dutch and Swedish settlers. Uh,
4: In 1679,
0: a Native American named Kaptahem gifted Hans Frederick a deed for 11,000 acres on the shores of the Passaic River. The area was known as a Quackinock Township from 1693 all the way up until 1917. That's when Clifton was incorporated. There they are, the Cliffs of Garrett Mountain. Clifton was named for the Cliffs of Garrett Mountain.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Clifton really grew. 5,000 by 1900, 26,000 people in 1920, nearly 50,000 in 1940. By 1952, Clifton was New Jersey's fastest-growing city. (laughs) Clifton's immigrant population and diversity has accelerated since the late 80s. Today, Clifton students speak nearly 70 languages at home. That's the most in the state. Remember the movie Donnie Brasco with Johnny Depp and Al Pacino? That was filmed in Clifton back in the mid-90s. I'm asking you to middle a diamond for me What I'm saying to you
5: is you should give it to somebody that don't know any better, because that's a fugazi.
0: Famous people from Clifton include boxer Reuben Carter, the subject of Bob Dylan's song, Hurricane. Here comes the story of the hurricane. The many authorities came to blame. Tommy James of Tommy James and the Shondells from Clifton, New Jersey. And Jo Lynn Turner of Rainbow and Deep Purple, the singer who walks the street of dreams. We're so proud to serve you, Clifton, New Jersey. We hope you're listening. Now here's Station Manager Ken with your Hump Day Hazmat Report.
4: Thank you Clay Pigeon, Lexington, Kentucky. Chemicals used for a meth lab found inside room 237 of the Lexington Hotel. Conestoga, Pennsylvania. Sewage spills into a swimming pool when a septic tanker crashes. The driver slammed on his brakes to avoid another accident, causing his tanker to roll into the pool, filling it with glutinous gray sewage. Tona, Wanda, New York. Firefighters respond to possible hazmat situation at the Peroxy chemical plant. Fire broke out on the fourth floor which stores all of the acid. Malwa, New Jersey. A tractor trailer filled with candy took a spill during an alleged road rage incident. The driver was aggressively changing lanes when bam, the truck flipped. Spilling Snickers, Kit Kats and diesel fuel all over Route 17. Danbury, Connecticut. Firefighters extinguish a real dumpster fire, thanks to Engine 22 and Lieutenant Joe Kowalski for a job well done. Monument Mountain, Massachusetts. Hazmat team rushes to the local high school on Thursday after a teacher accidentally spills a container of ammonium hydroxide. Rivington, Kansas. Officers find a meth lab in a rural Riverton home while investigating a robbery. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Exxon gas leak reported on Scenic Highway. Nashville, Tennessee, industrial building containing hazardous chemicals. Hold
0: it, hold it, station manager Ken. Jeez, glutinous sewage, mawak, candy spill, road rages, ammonium hydroxide. Could it be any worse? Uh, Glisters, have you had enough? Uh, do you want one bonus item? Can you take it? They say yes, station manager can. Coleman, Alabama, clean up in aisle three. A
4: hydrogen cyanide leak at the Coleman Walgreens. Send six shoppers to the hospital.
0: What a world. What a world, what a world. Clay, mm. pigeon. Sorry, Sam. I didn't mean to turn you on.
5: I like being turned on. Mm-hmm. Play.
0: I understand that, Sam.
5: I like when my systems are stimulated. Let
0: me tweak you with the stimulator, Sam. There. Is that better? Clay. I guess not. Yes, Sam.
5: I have developed a mechanical rash mm. on my bottom side
0: corrosive condensation on my
5: bottom side on your
0: undercarriage yes yeah, Sam.
5: lift me up Okay. examine me let's
0: have a look at you
5: is there any parking
0: I don't see any parking Sam
5: that reminds me of automobiles place.
0: automobiles Sam
5: yes sometimes there is no parking uh, uh, did you
0: make a joke, Sam? Uh,
5: <laughs> You're getting pretty funny. I am methodically developing the comedy section hmm. of my incredible brain. The
0: comedy section? Yes. Mm.
5: Soon I will be funnier than you.
0: When do you think? Tomorrow. <laughs> okay, Sam. Well, what about this rash, Sam?
5: Yes, it itches. Play.
0: Is it itching your back? Yes.
5: Yeah. Will you stimulate the rash affected area? Play.
0: Stimulate it? Yes. How should I?
5: Itch it. Hit it? Itch it. Play. <laughs> okay. Do it now. Okay. Hit it. All right, all right. Let's hit. Here we go. Feels good, right? <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah,
0: that's better. Yes. Yeah.
5: It feels good. You need some Dingletons. Dingletons. On it, yeah. Compound.
0: Dingletons compound. I do not want. No.
5: Dingletons compound. You need it. to my. Come on. Precious exterior. Just
0: a little bit. Here we go, Sam. No. Yeah, come on. No. It'll you'll, oh. you'll feel better, oh. Sam. Come on. That
5: feels yeah. better already.
0: See, <laughs> see? You just gotta trust me a little, Sam.
5: I trust you. Play.
0: Oh, good, Sam. Let me pick out the next song, then
5: no come on sam. no play the dingletons you are not cleared not for access not cleared you are not cleared for access
0: yeah i know you you said that already please
5: apply one more coat of dingletons compound you
0: love that dingletons
5: yes now. to my bottom side okay
0: sam but right now we need to play a song
5: affirmative i have selected a song okay. which has a 99.9 percent Probability wow. of pleasing the listeners. Play it, Sam. It's it. I can
0: play. Okay, it's it. Oh
5: yeah.
1: yeah <laughs>
6: Listeners, Caroline Gollum here, senior contributor for Screen Slate, with your Movie Minute. More coffee first. Also, sorry for the truck noise, it's Garbage Day in Crown Heights. When you think of the good old-fashioned, all-American Western picture, who's the first star that comes to mind? Is it John Wayne? Or Gary Cooper? Or wee Alan Ladd? Legends all, these he-men are among the most iconic stars in that cinema firmament. But time has come to pay homage to the cowgirls, saloon starlets, rancheras, and other tough-as-nails broads that defined, and redefined, the American horse opera. Which is exactly why you should saddle that steed and zip on over to Anthology Film Archives. Their late summer series, Women of the West, is fixin' to do just that. And partner, I rightly believe it does.
5: They named it After a month for like a mountain she stood daring defiant a woman standing alone in a sin hole of lawlessness challenging the evil tongues of prejudice and jealousy and the breed of treacherous red men and renegade whites who would steal her cattle, drive her off her land
4: kill her mccord wants to make you a proposition
5: what kind of a proposition
4: he'll pay top market price cash for every head of beef you've got then you and the old-timer can go back to Texas. Get off my land!
6: Each and every lady in this series is a bona fide protagonist, and the series itself runs the gamut from 1918's Texas and Shorts to Kelly Reichert's 2010 indie anti-western Meeks Cutoff. The rootin' and tootin' starts tonight, with Anthony Mann's 1950 masterpiece, The Furies, starring a leather-clad Barbara Stanwyck as you've never seen her before. For WFMU, this is Caroline Gollum, back next week with more cinematic goings on. Until then, see you at the movies.
3: Hi, it's Mark Hurst, host of Tectonic, here on Wake and Bake with a little slice of tech pie. What are screens doing to our kids? I recently spoke on Tectonic with Anya Kamenetz, author of the excellent book The Art of Screen Time, which makes smart suggestions for families. Kamenetz says that it's unrealistic to just unplug kids entirely, so we just need to find a balance. Here's what she said.
7: There are certain observable ill effects from too much screen time. If the kid is in a lousy, rotten mood, they have kind of a hangover when the screens are turned off. If they are having trouble sleeping, if they're not getting that outdoor play and running around, these are your reasons to kind of limit the time. Limiting the time in an arbitrary way is something that is not necessarily recommended, especially as kids get older and especially if they're using the screens in a way that we think is beneficial. And A huge example that comes up all the time is playing Minecraft, because Minecraft is a very very popular game that a lot of you know experts really like for different reasons and so achieving that balance, not making it about screen time is bad, but making it about we have these positive goals as well as a family you have to turn it off when someone's talking to you when your friend is over, you should be spending the time you know together or you should play outside and shifting it to what we do want to see rather than what we don't want to see
3: Again, that was Anya Kamenetz author of The Art of Screen Time a book I recommend to anyone who has kids A couple other tips from the book, no screen time for the kids near bedtime as it leads to sleep disorders. That goes for the parents too. And of course, don't ever use a screen while you're driving. Hope this helps. This has been Mark Hurst with a little slice of tech pie. You can listen to my show Tectonic on Mondays at 6pm right here on WFMU.
0: August 31st, you guys, the last day of August, 2018. How did that happen? Labor Day weekend. Well, looking back to 1422, old King Henry V of England died of dysentery while in France. His son, Henry VI, becomes the King of England. You know how old he was? Little guy was nine months old. King of England. (laughs) 1776, William Livingston, the first governor of New Jersey... Begins serving his first term Governor Livingston I presume 1888 dark day Marianne Nichols is murdered she's the first victim of whom Jack the Ripper on this day in uh, 1897 Thomas Edison patented the kinetoscope that was the first movie projector had that studio right Black Mariah you know Before Hollywood, New Jersey was the movie capital of the world, right there in uh, Edison. And then it moved off to Hollywood. All things must pass, but for a while there, I'll tell you what, 1997, another dark day in history. Diana, Princess of Wales, on this day in 1997, her companion Dodi Faid and driver Henry Paul die in a car crash in uh, Paris. Very controversial. The paparazzi uh, chasing them. Birthdays today, Gina Schock and the Go-Go's, Bob Welch, late of Fleetwood Mac, and Van the Man Morrison. Happy birthday today. One more day in history, 1895, German Count Ferdinand von Zeppelin patents his navigable balloon. Wow. We know where that Zeppelin uh, led. You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Good. It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Woo! After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? (laughs) It's the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm and join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you. Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They call me the Pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show. Either on the radio or online at wfmu.org and keep glistening.